When I was younger, I would, well, I couldn't even think about the future because it just was blank. And oh, I felt that way for a really a long, long time until I met you. And you, you took away a lot of that emptiness. And so, yeah, Toby, now I have a full life that I could have never dreamed. And I feel healthy. I feel connected. I feel like I have a purpose. I love my life. I'm, I'm really, really happy. Except for the one thing that's making me really, really sad. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to the show This Is Us on NBC. So let's sit back, relax, and have a good cry. Oh, my name is Blake, and uh, like our title, you know, tagline says for this show, uh, I cried. I cried. <laughs> oh, I cried. Uh, I cried. This you is uh, this is an episode, ladies and gents. Um, <clears throat> and I'll say this: it's it's not the greatest episode of television, but what I will say is that it was in a ve- it was a very poignant affecting episode of television as we've discussed i think on this show over the past couple of episodes this is us seems to know it's it's avatar very well and you're i i think again i i think you're looking right now if you're watching us or if you're listening to us you're listening to this show's avatar because avatar means like their ideal yeah, Watcher. like this is the person that they're <laughs> that they're gearing their whole, you know, life, you know, the the whole existence of the show towards. Like, what is the purpose of what you're doing? For whom are you making the Who thing? Who would watch this? Yeah, for whom are you making the thing? And that's us. And in particular, this episode was very um, directed, I think, at Mary and I. Uh, so this is, I th- I think, normally when we would share a personal story about uh, about this episode and how we related to it. The whole th- the problem with that functionality right now is that the entire episode was one giant relation fest, and in lieu of sharing a story right now what i want to do is i want to tell you that i will be sharing a story and mary will be sharing a story but not right now this week not this week wait not this week well no no i'm sorry i I apologize this week in a separate episode separate uh, this uh, is us podcast a special you know episode of this is story time story time story time with mary and blake uh because there have been a lot of things happening with Mary Blake Media and between Mary and I and and it it to just you know 
keep that to a, a three or four minute story would not do the situation justice. And like, don't worry. Like, I'm, we're very much madly in love. Like, we're not buying a green egg anytime soon. <laughs> we're not buying a green. Everything, everything is okay, and everything's going to be okay. It's just this episode touched a lot of different, very raw nerves for Mary and I uh, on many different levels. And this is going to be an epi- hard episode to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it may not be the longest episode of This Is Us Two, but you will be getting additional episodes of story time. Yes. Um, I watched this episode separate of Blake and I actually requested, I do this often. I'll watch an episode before him and then I'll often watch it a second time with him. Cause she likes that process of watching it two times. Yeah, at least. Yeah. And I told him specifically, I don't want to watch this episode with you. I think you need to watch it alone. And do you think I made the right choice? Um, I mean, uh, yes. It w- there's no harm necessarily in watching it alone. The, the The potential for harm could have been we watch it together and then it, it, it spurs on a, uh, an argument that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Uh, so were you, were you right in making that choice? Yes. Would I have preferred to watch it with you? Yes. As Last I do, week? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, because I prefer to watch anything that we do with you. That's sweet. Um, and it's like, you're my bride. So like, I, I want to do everything I can with you, but I respect and understand the choice that you proposed. I, I worried about me. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it could have provoked an argument that didn't need to have me going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And of course me being the, the typical Pisces (laughs) would have, would have taken that. Very harshly, and <laughs> and and then it would have. So been, nonetheless, no green egg, no implosion. No, you will be getting story times extra this week, and some of the things that we would normally be relating to on a personal level in this podcast, we will just wait to save for those. So, like Blake said, this may be a more abridged. This is this episode, but it's because you're getting extra bits of it. Yeah, this week. I mean, like you're going to hear obviously some stuff that we're probably going to relate to, and, and we'll we'll highlight some of those things, but. In terms of the story that we want to do and that we would normally do here, uh, we're just going to do separate. We're basically taking the big three concept where everyone gets their own episode. Yeah. <laughs> and doing it for us now. And it's, it's our not, turn. Because this is us too. And it's not even necessarily that we don't want to do those episodes together or whatever. It's just like. You need there, to hear yours first. There's a lot of context. Yes. To what we're saying here. And there's a lot of things that. Have gone on have over gone the past on year. That are outside of the podcast realm, that are even outside of our relationship realm. Like it's like there are things that have been happening. And if you're a nerd clan member and you've been reading my succession posts uh, during season three, I think you've got a flavor of that. Um, but we're, I think we're going to, this is going to be a, a more public thing now. And um, we'll go We'll go public with that probably later on all this right. week. So before we do, we want to remind you that we are connected on all sorts of social media. Make sure you're following us, particularly on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, if we do bring some, some light into your life, if we add a little bit of lemonade in a good way, uh, feel free to join the Nerd Clan members at jointhenerdclan.com where you can even read those posts that Blake was even talking about, even yes. if you don't watch Succession, you can you can get a sneak peek. It's a, it's a worthy read just to get an in because it's very if much. If you're just an a insight. nosy Nelly like me, yeah, it's a very it's very much an insight on my brain 
and my feelings where I was at when I was writing it. And the, it, it, it touches upon probably the, one of the root causes of why yes. we're saying all of this. Yes. So if you want to get an early viewing of what I'm going to say, yeah, go read my succession posts <laughs> at jointhenerdclan.com. Trust me. Trust me. You don't want to miss out on those. So, yeah. Okay. So let's that. get into the show. All right. Let's do it, shall we? Yes. All right, Marvin. Well, uh, as you can see on the on the YouTube and Facebook feed here, ladies and gents, I'm wearing my Pearson Tough shirt with my Woody um, on on it. So go to MarianBlake.com. Oh, go to the MarianBlakeStore.com to, uh, to get that. The MarianBlakeStore.com. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and because I'm I'm Pearson Tough, that's that's just how it goes. Uh, this episode was entitled "The Hill," and naturally, that is a reference to uh, the hill that. Kate has to literally climb uh, d- during the episode and at the end of the episode, but also the hill that she has to climb in terms of accepting who she is, where she is, and why she is. I really like this this turn of phrase for this episode because it is apropos in so many different ways. The director, Marvin. Yeah. Mandy Moore. Well done. This is her first directing credit. First thing she's ever directed, ever, was an episode of This Is Us. Good for her. The writers were Casey Johnson and David Windsor, who together have written uh, episodes of This Is Us. I thought Chrissy Metz wrote well, this well, episode. You, you, oh. you got to let me get to You got to let me get there, Marvin. I'm like, I actually know this. Uh, they together have written Storybook Love, I've Got This, Forefathers, and Naturally The Hill. And as Mary just said, Chrissy Metz, mm-hmm. good old Kate. Was a writer on this episode, Marvin. I, before we continue with the rest of our our episode here, I I, I want to ask the question again: How do you feel about our actors yep. having more of a role in the story that they're telling? I mean, we're seeing uh, Susan Kalecki Watson writing an episode. We're seeing Milo Ventimiglia direct a couple of episodes. Now Mandy Moore, Chrissy Metz is, um, writing an episode. Even, uh, Chris Sullivan, uh, directed, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, one of the latest episodes of this is us. Do you like the fact that they're having this creative input into their characters and into the show in which they are starring? 100%. It kind of reminds me of senior year of high school. You know, when maybe you've done something throughout your entire time of high school. And then I know for me, I obviously was highly involved in band and I was going to school to go be, to learn how to be a music teacher and yep. music education is my, my, um, degree. And so for my last concert, I actually got to conduct one of the pieces. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And I think that there are different times when you kind of have that senior feeling in life where if not now, then when? And if anyone were to know how these characters would think, feel, and what they might say, it would be the actors who have been portraying them all this time. So I say, give them, give them a shot. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, I think I'm, you know, like, which do you prefer? Do you prefer a person writing the episode or directing the episode? Whatever they want. Yeah. They get to choose. Yeah. Interesting. You know, because I, I it's an interesting question. Like... I don't know if I prefer the directing aspect of it. Although my, my Ventimiglia has really proven himself. Milo's done a great job. Really well. And I think, 
even Mandy Moore has a great showing in this episode. Uh, there's this one scene where Chrissy met after Toby says, all you had to do was just get me out of this house. And Chrissy Metz does this thing where she just tilts her head a little bit. And then you see Chris Sullivan almost subconsciously retreat within himself, Mm. knowing that what he just said was probably over the line. Mm -hmm. And it was just these two subtle movements between the two that were captured so efficiently and warmly by Mandy Moore, where you're just like, Oh, and in well, all right. Well, let's let, let's get into let's get into our lemonade ratings, and we'll we'll get into the whole thing. Okay. All right. So, what do you got for your lemonade rating? Okay. So, my good is just the different little parallels that we've had now through different couple of relationships. No, your lemonade rating. Oh. <laughs> COVID brain. COVID brain. How to tell when the hosts aren't listening? I'm right here. Yeah. That's it's true. just my screen was popped up at the wrong spot. Four point eight. Four point eight lemonades. <laughs> I'm giving this one uh, a four seven. Actually, this is probably one of my more favorite episodes of this season. Uh, though it was very emotionally affecting and that probably colors my rating a little bit more than mm-hmm. it should. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did some really cool stuff in this and I really love the journey that Kate goes on and that that's a subtle journey. Um, I think the journey overall is a very heavy handed one, but there are some things that happen within the journey that are very subtle, which I quite liked. Uh, you're good. You're bad. And you're a great mob. And what do you got okay, for your so GPG? My good is reflecting now about how our our three main couples. So you're talking Jack and Rebecca, Toby and Kate, and um, Beth and Randall. Mm-hmm. How they have each gone through these moments in time where the mothers wanted to do something more. The mothers have had their babies. And they are trying to find themselves with Rebecca. It was about her song, her singing career and Jack kind of kiboshing that. And with Beth, it was when she needed to speak up and say, I don't want to just be a politician's wife. Like, what about me? I need to do something. Very interesting. And now with Kate and Toby and Kate has found her voice and her passion and um, how different relationships handled that and how even different time frames handled it. I wonder if Jack and Rebecca had had those conversations in 2022, if the outcome would have been the same or if, because you know what I mean? Like there were a lot more stay at home moms at, in the eighties that that was their whole thing. Yeah. And um, they may or may not have questioned it anymore. Maybe it would have come up longer in life because Jack died. So maybe, you know, we don't know if, if Rebecca ever held something against him because well, she, we kind of do actually a little bit, Well, she, but I'm saying even further in life, oh, okay, all right, you know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. Right. They, but that's what I'm saying is that they've had these circumstances where <sighs> she's questioned it and wanted to do something different and they didn't handle that situation very well. And then we get to see Randall and Beth handle it better. Mm-hmm. And Toby and Kate, it, isn't we know what happens. Not yeah, so, not, not going uh, well. So I just think it's interesting to put into relation over all these years where couples have these issues, particularly when mothers are ready to have a different role. So I'm I don't know. I just I really appreciate that. My bad was everything with the pool. I'm so bored with the pool, and I know I need to hang out at the pool. So I'm hoping that the pool is a bit more poignant for 
Randall, um, teenage pool Kate bored me. Little mm. kid pool Kate didn't wasn't pointless because I liked the moment where she's hanging on to Jack and she says, "Why would I let go?" Right. But aside from that, I'm bored. So that was my bad. But my, honestly, not that big of a bad. I understand what they're doing. Yeah, I'm and fine. Then, I'm sorry, God, God, God. And then my great was the self-realization that Kate has to calm down when she's upset. I just really appreciated that. What do you mean? Whenever she would get upset, she would walk away. She would take a deep breath. Like when Toby's boss says, oh yeah, and it's great that he, you know, took the job, you know, didn't take that job in LA. And she goes outside to compose herself. And then when they're leaving and they're starting to get heated in the hallway and Toby says, can we talk about this right now? And Kate says, no, I need to cool off. Yeah. And then when Toby's kind of giving her an ultimatum, she goes for her hike up the hill. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's so nice to see Kate have this deep reflection that she knows herself best and she needs to be away from the noise so that she can really figure out her, her true honest voice. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. For me, my good is I actually have a tie and it is and they are both wrapped up in the subtlety that we talked about. Right. Mm-hmm. Or at least that I mentioned earlier. And that in the, the first instance of that subtlety is Kate as a younger kid going to her dad and saying, why would I let go? Yeah. Right. And Mary, you, 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 you jumped on this, not jumped on it, but like you brought it up, brought it up very in a way that I don't think that it it is different than what I'm bringing up in a sense that you liked it, but I like, and that you liked the fact that it was there, but it was not like you get why it's there. I'm liking the younger pool story. Way better than teenage pool story, which makes me think teenage pool story will be more poignant for Randall. Yeah, something is bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, something has to happen for teenage pool story because mm-hmm. teenage pool story so far has been very lackluster mm-hmm. and very on the nose. Uh, but having said that, it's subtle because we go from a point in the young Kate story to the older Kate story. Like Jack says. After Kate says to him, why would I let go? Why would I let go? Mm -hmm. Jack says, today is just not the day to Rebecca. And the emotional math here is adding up for Kate and what she is going through as an adult. Because she has idealized this version of her dad. She has idealized almost this version of herself where she's... And by idealized, I don't mean that's a good thing. It's just she's she's mythologized it almost where it's mm-hmm. like I and, and it's a limited belief where she is thinking, well, I can't let go because why would I? I don't need to. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be anything more than what my dad needs me to be. I don't need any. I don't need to be anything more than I ought work to be. in the diner. Yeah, and, because, and- you know, I just I don't have to be. At the end of this episode, she finally recognizes that she too has been holding on to Toby the same way. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself, even holding on to the old Toby version is limiting her mm-hmm. 
and that journey is a subtle journey. What they do to manifest that journey with the hill later on is a little bit more than what I care to admit. Um, but that journey is a good one. And I really like that. The bad for me also is a tie. Uh, Gregory, the neighbor. Oh, I loved it. He's so there. happy. Yeah. So is Madison. We actually get to see that Kate has friends. Yeah, yes. After complaining. But I just wish that they were doing more with Timothy Omenson. And maybe it's due to COVID and maybe it's due to the fact that maybe, you know, he is he 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 did suffer a stroke, so can he can only do so much. There you go. Just be grateful for what you get. I just wish that there was more Gregory because there was so much time spent with him in the hashtag who were they moments from the previous seasons where mm-hmm. it's just like Okay, what are we doing here? So, but the 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 a real bad for me is Kate, when Kate can't climb the fence during okay. the teenage pool okay. scene. Oi, oi, like what are we doing? Like, why is that your bad? It's just so on the nose, and I can't do it, so I'm not gonna. Like, it, I can't climb the fence. That's her personality. I know, but I just wish they it was more tactful and not again last it makes ep- me think of one of our children who has often fixed mindset totally agree but reality is not an excuse for fiction and what they're doing i would disagree reality i'm sorry what they're doing is they're doing what they did last episode which is they're holding the sign up and they're saying pay attention to me look at this this is what we're doing i that is not great i don't like that. she knows she's not gonna die in there I know, but when the show is just so adamant about the thing that it's trying to convey. I didn't mind it. I, I just, I find that to be too much. I didn't mind it. But my great, also a tie, is, come on, man. Let's get weird. Let's bring in fat Toby. Let's just yes. have two Tobys. Yes. It reminded me of Drop Dead Fred. Remember that movie? No. You don't remember Drop Dead Fred? When did it come out? Oh, uh maybe late 80s, early yes, 90s. Yes, I wasn't able to watch it. It's about it. a girl and she she's a kid and she has this imaginary best friend. Her, his name is Fred. And Fred is this wacky kind of guy and everything. And then she grows up and she loses Fred. But then when she grows up and something happens to her, I can't remember what it was, Fred comes back and she has to deal with Fred. And it, it's like a happy movie. Okay. But like... Sounds like an 80s movie. You know it. You know what it's like actually? Yeah. Um, it is it's very much a high concept 80s, early 90s movie. Uh, it's kind of like Inside Out with uh, okay. the um, Pixar. Yeah, the the what was the uh, the imaginary friend's name? I forget. And his it's name. Inside Out. But, but he rode that little like rocket. Buggles or something like that. He rides Mr. the rocket. I don't know. I'm in brain fog, man. Yeah, I know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Everyone's screaming the name. The, at the elephant radio. character. Yes. How he like comes back. Like he was there. Mr. Jingles? Mr. Mr. Something I can't remember the guy, kid, the thing's Jingles? name, whatever. Uh, I just love the fact that old Toby is there and how that is a commentary from earlier on in the episode when Kate's talking about Fight Club and how Tyler Durden is imagined the entire time. Bing bong, bing bong, there you go. Um, just I really, really, really love that. Um, and but it's not just how it's not just the fact that we get weird with it. It's the fact that it's used as a way to highlight the disconnect between Kate and Toby. And it's not a bad thing. It's, in fact, you could even argue that Kate is holding on to that part of herself. She should be letting go. 
Uh, and I love how that is a, is an affectation of the disconnect between the two. It's not just there for the sake of being like, hey, hey, fat Toby. It's There's a purpose to it. Okay. Uh, and I really like that. So that is that. You got anything else? For, no. for your big three or whatever? No, no. Not even for your big three. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, GBG? Yeah, GBG. No, I already did my GBGs. I know, you did. You did, you're right. Okay, it's time for some Big Three feedback. Let's go. Hey, Mary and Blake. Mary, I hope you're doing okay. Okay, <laughs> Not, thank you. five lemonades for this one, Yay. Blake. Horses, no ponies, all horses. <laughs> all the horses. I love these character-isolated episodes. That's where the money is. I mean, don't let me keep you in the trilogy, I think, are going to be the top episodes in the series for me. Um, I love this episode. The acting by Jennifer Morrison was yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I loved oh, it. Was I think previous. this is the previous it was so week. Quiet. Um, you know, in the hospital bed, I had to turn the volume up. It was so subdued, and she was phenomenal. I hope she gets all the trophies. Um, okay, growth. That's what I want to call this whole episode. Kevin, you could see the evolution of his fatherhood. He gets on the plane and everybody doubts him and he doubts himself and jokes about himself. And by the end, hey, we're getting there. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, Nikki, his growth as a character, they made him a, a tortured vet and then they turned the character into sort of like a, a jokey, funny, one-liner guy. And now... He's got substance. He is was Kevin's mm. rock. He had guidance and advice, and and has a girlfriend that helps take care of Kevin's babies. I yep. mean, it was amazing the the growth of his character. And I also, as far as Cassidy goes, bless her heart, that is Kevin's one true friend. He referenced in the episode that he did not have a one true friend or any friends. That she's it for him and it's platonic there's nothing romantic there hmm. and she and him are going to create big three homes together very and cool. that's going to be his big arc of the series and i just love this episode i can't wait for kate's um love you guys talk to you later mm. well thank you good take thank there. You. that's a really good take that uh, it's just she believes that it's purely platonic between I'm here for that. Uh, Kevin and Cassidy. And uh, listeners, I apologize. I didn't realize that that was from the previous episode. Good, but it man. is one worthy of playing even yes. today because we have the great segue into Kate's episode. Here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Brittany from Pennsylvania. Hi, Brittany. What a ride this episode was. I'm going to go ahead and give it 4.7 lemonades. My good was Madison and Kate movie time yes. and their <laughs> choice of film. Yes. Fight Club is a classic. It is. Um, I liked how Kate was open with Madison about her issues with mm -hmm. Toby um, and how Madison was like, you know, you this week in a way will be really helpful. She, you know, she really wants Kate to be happy and is, is being a good friend. My bad was the ghost of old Toby. I miss old Toby as well. I didn't realize how much I missed him. But the whole, every time he was on the screen, I just kept thinking about Izzy and Denny from Grey's Anatomy. And I like convinced Kate has a brain tumor. So that's definitely my bad. But my great is just the ongoing conversation that Kate and Toby had and them realizing that they are happy, but not With together. Today. It's really sad, but it feels, it feels believable plausible so 
I, I hate to see this relationship breaking down, but this is us is doing it again. This is us. This does happen realistically. Uh, but Toby not taking the LA job or talking to Kate. Yeah. Toby, we're done. You're, you're out. I'm over you. Goodbye. I want her with hot British guy. <laughs> British guy, Philip, you know, uh, Mary, I, I have not been a big fan of how the show has villainized almost Toby, uh, throughout this season. Okay. I think they've done a poor job in building to this moment, but the moment itself is a tremendous moment. Agreed. I, I think it could have gotten there better, but what we get, the result, as Brittany just said, and as I kind of alluded to earlier, the emotional math is adding up. Agreed. Um, and I think that's that's important to recognize. All right, let's do the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Janelle from Salt Lake City, Hi, Utah. Janelle. And I am going to give this episode 4.8 Lemonades. Nice. Okay. It was so well written and so relatable. And I am going to jump right into my GBGs. My good is the way Kate was shown throughout her life to be reluctant to push or challenge herself. Mm -hmm. As a child, when her parents tried to coax her into the water, she would not let go. And then as a teenager, she was afraid to scale the fence, even with the support and encouragement of her brothers. So it is no surprise that as an adult, the idea of change is still very difficult for her, and she clings to safety and security as she had done all her life. My bad was the way Kate shut down Toby's weekend plans in the city. Anyone could have seen the effort he had put in, but the way she immediately shut him down was unkind, and I would even say cruel. My great was the way both sides of Kate and Toby's complicated situation were depicted. Mm -hmm. I can see both perspectives, mm -hmm. and neither is completely right or wrong. They have both made mistakes, yet they both love their kids and want what is best for their family, and there are no easy answers. Although I am Team Toby, I can see things from Kate's perspective, and I think it was great writing and acting, and mm -hmm. I love this episode. So that's all from me. I love your podcast. Thank Take you. Care. A rare you, Team Toby. Yeah, and when you get more perspective, mm -hmm. I think, from this episode, mm -hmm. Because before I was out on Toby, mm -hmm. out, 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 out. But when I see the perspective, you may not agree, but at least you can see it and say, okay, I, I understand where he's coming from. Agreed. And that is the beautiful thing and why the emotional math of how this relationship is breaking down is adding up. Because it's not just Toby bad, Kate good, or vice versa. Like like in any good writing, in any good drama, there is a choice in how you get around that choice. Uh, what is the obstacle mm -hmm. and what are the choices that are made to get around it? Both should have good things. Uh, one side should have good and bad and the other choice should have good and bad. It should never just be good or bad. You see what I'm saying? I do. And, you know, it was so interesting in watching this episode. I saw myself <coughs> in Toby and Kate. I would have planned the entire weekend. Oh, 100%. With the little sticky notes. You would have gone to the house 50 million times, planned everything out and said, don't worry, we have two days to make an offer. It's totally chill. Absolutely. Um, and that would have driven <laughs> me insane. <laughs> you know, it's it's things like that where I'm like, oh, I'm a lot like Toby. No, nope, I'm a lot like Kate. You know, it was, it was very relatable in that way. Yes. And it wasn't black and white. And I, I agree. It gave a lot of perspective. Yes. All right. Last uh, voicemail. Here we go. Hi, this is Juanita from the UK. Hi, Juanita. Calling about 
episode four, Hour of the Wolf. Oh, nope, oh. sorry. That was the wrong one. <laughs> Juanita is an Outlander fan. That's an so, Outlander Juanita, fan. we will gift to you. Uh, for Outlander cast. I even have a note here saying, don't play this on This Is Us 2. This is for Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> but I just skipped it entirely. It's all good, so, Blake. whatevs. Um, Mary, I want to I want to kind of approach this conversation uh, the way that you were just leading to it, which is there is perspective on both sides, and when I what I the, part of the subtlety of what is happening is when you look at it, Toby wasn't planning the entire trip just because. Oh, Kate, yay, you're here! I love you. Let's do all the things. It's I need to sell Kate on San Francisco so that when she comes here and I show her that we're going to put an offer in this house, she says, yes, Toby, of course we're going to move to San Francisco. Of course. I love everything. And that's what he thinks is right. And Mm -hmm. when I see that, Mm -hmm. Mary, you said it first. I absolutely would have done that. Yes. And I totally. I would have done the planning, but not with the motive. Right. You would have done I would the, have motive. Had the motive. Yes. And I would have said, hey, look at the thing. Isn't this thing awesome? Guess what we're going to do? We're going to do this because isn't this awesome? Like, how could it not be awesome? And when Toby says that, yes, I get it. I understand it. I see where he's coming from. Doesn't make it right, but I see it. Like, think about that. I know. Like, think about what he's trying to do. And like, it's such a, it's, it's I was a just fascinating so thankful because we've, we've had many situations like this in our marriage. And I think yes. that this was such an interesting episode for people who have gone through uh, long-term partnerships, because honestly, the only thing that is constant in life is change. Your partner will change period. Yes. Your children will change period. Your parents will change you will change. That is the only constant. And when you have made this monogamous relationship promise to each other, you need to also factor in that there will be change. Yes. And hopefully you will be able to change together or you will be able to enjoy the changes that are made. Or, or you're able to evolve together. Yes. Into one as opposed to two. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Um, So I just think that it was really a beautiful way to do it because it's not bad. Neither of them are bad people. And that's what they come to is that I'm happy and I'm happy too. Yeah. And it's just a difficult question that then gets brought about. Do you stay together and become unhappy or do you make this big change? Um, So I loved I loved seeing Kate go back to old Topi. Yeah. I mean, how frequently you, you said it, um, our, our, one of our dear friends had a baby in the fall, his first child. And the, this new father was talking with Blake and he said, you know, my relationships changed with my wife. And he was even nervous about that. How's yeah, my relationship yeah. going to change? And Blake told me that he told our friend, yeah, Mary changed a lot when she became a mom, like big time personality change um, for good and for bad. Yeah. And our relationship then changed and evolved. Um, but that's what happens. And how could it not? You're bringing new life into this world. And right. hormonally, literally the, the, the birthing mother is going to be going through all these other changes. Um, it's it's just it's an interesting thing 
for people who are in relationships who are stuck, like Kate, who mourn essentially the person that they used to be with. Right. But but again, what was so smart, and it's probably one of my favorite lines This Is Us has ever delivered. Kate, you fell in love with a coping mechanism. Kate, if that person didn't change, he probably would have jumped off a bridge. Or he would have died of a heart attack, making a joke out of himself. Wait, I almost did that. Mm -hmm. That whole, I I was this close to playing that back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they're not, Toby's not wrong when he says that. Agreed. He's not. Agreed. Um, So the fact that Kate is holding on to that old Toby, I've already said it, so I don't want to belabor the point. The fact that she's holding on to that old Toby, we look at it like, oh, yay, old Toby. Wee. Wrong. Wrong. Like, I love the fact that he was there, but not because of we, old Toby, but because that is a visual representation of the things that Kate has to let go to move forward. Mm-hmm. So is Toby wrong when he suggests, Kate, we need to move forward into the future? No. The, the issue that the show is manifesting and why it works so well in this episode is because Kate and Toby are diametrically opposed. Foes. Foes. Uh, in, their, in their perspectives. Kate wants to focus on the now. Kate wants to focus on her life with her children now. And it's, it was also smart when it's like, okay, we take 10 steps to get to the sidewalk and then we take a right or a left, whatever it was. And Toby is saying, what are we going to do to pay for college? What are we going to do when we have to send our kid to a special school? Yeah. What are we going to do when we you know, can't live in this house anymore? And or- both sides are right. Both sides are important to be thinking about. Yeah, like Kate wants wants her kids to be around their cousins. It's a big, beautiful family. The Pearson family has, uh, at least this iteration of the family, has thrived on the inclusion mm-hmm. of their children and the the family, the familial unit, and the significance that her mom's moments are fleeting yes the the cho- the conversation that rebecca just had with her is that life is short be bold make these moves live in the now because you do not know what the future may or may not bring yeah and so to keep that in mind that that made a significant impact on kate yeah. so of course she's thinking in that way and she has young children and for anyone who has young children you have to live in the now you know, it's life or death some moments. She has to teach little baby Jack-Jack these steps. Right. She has to be able to do that. That is a huge focus of hers is how to help this child adapt. Because as he gets those and he, er- he learns more skills and then he gets to a school, um, she will be able to ease up as he's going to be taught it more, or have yeah. these routines. But Toby isn't wrong. That- they, they got a plan for schooling. Mm-hmm. They got a plan for like, where are they going to live? How are they going to get to the schools? Is the school that they need to be at really where they are, right? Like, is it better to be in San Francisco? Is it better to be in a big, beautiful home? Like, is it better to be near his work? What, what I wish he had added is that he had found an elementary school 
for blind students. My family went through a lot of should we move conversations because of my sister's disability. And there were big times where my family wanted to move to either New Hampshire or North Carolina. Those are the two places we almost moved to. We don't have family, close family. We didn't have a network. We were not the Pearsons. So we wanted to live somewhere cheaper because Rhode Island, Boston, these areas are not cheap, but we couldn't move to one of those states that had more affordable living because they didn't have the resources for my sister's needs. And so, you know, here's Toby saying, and I wish that he had included one thing about, and I've already found a school and it's right down the block. You know, yes, you can say you need to save for it, but we've already found this beautiful music school that right. Kate works at that specializes for students who are blind. Uh, and Jack Jack, it, we already know, is going to end up being a famous musician, you know? Right. So to me, that aspect of Toby's well-thought-out plan was not well-thought-out. Agreed. And I think the writing eventually undermines Toby purposely, right? Yes. Because after they have the big fight, right? That Which night, one? The big one, the party? Where, where they both recognize oh, we're just yeah, yeah. we're just happy without each other. There's this moment where Toby comes back to Kate and says, in the morning, and says, "Kate, I love you." Like, but you got to choose my side. But yeah, <laughs> but when we do this, I I was on board with Toby the entire time. Like, I wasn't on board, but I could I could see it, and I could say, "Okay, well, I see the thing, right? I see it. I get it." Until he said, so when we do this, it was like, oh, Toby, buddy. You know, whenever I drop the buddy reference, that's a bad thing. Yes, like, it is. When you Unless bu- it's Buddy the Elf. When, you, when I buddy somebody. Or Air Bud. Oh, you might as well just, you might as well just go into a hole. If I buddy you, forget about it. Okay, buddy, oh, what do you do? When you say that to people in real life, I take a step back. <laughs> That's just like the greatest line of disrespect. If I buddy you. And this is where I had great appreciation for Kate. So um, I'm a Taurus and many people are shocked when they find out I'm a Taurus. You can't be a Taurus. The Taurus is the bull. Oh my gosh. You're always so gentle and kind. And I say that's because we agree with each other. Mm -hmm. When I don't agree, I do take out my horns. And frequently that has to be with Blake when he decides, oh, I'm going to buy a house and not tell you about it. (laughs) Well, I didn't do that. No, no. But come on now. Switched our entire website without telling me because he thought it was a great idea. And I said, well, you probably should have talked with me about that. You know, there's there's been many situations in our life that. That is um, something that is being worked on in our relationship. And I have not done what Kate did. I did not leave the party and go take a deep breath. I walk right up and say, yeah, we're done. We're, yeah. we're, we're, uh, we're leaving. Yeah. I don't cool off. And when Toby gave that ultimatum, I would not have cooled off if that was me. That's true. I would have said, oh, really? <laughs> oh, we are? <laughs> and I would have taken my coffee and like thrown it on the floor. I would have been like from the housewives of New Jersey, flipping tables. Prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is something 
I am working on Yes, because I can hold it together for so long and then I can't. And um, I think that that's been something too that we've worked on in a relationship where I have said, I need to leave. And you, Blake, have often taken offense when I say that. So I feel like I can't Because I'm an emotional Pisces. Yeah. And I've known in myself, I need to go. I need to go for a drive. I need to go for a walk. I just need to go to a different room. Um, I need to go watch. (laughs) Remember that one time we had an argument? I went to go see that dolphin (laughs) tail movie. And there was only me and like six other people in the movie, and there were five of them. There were the teenagers talking while I was trying to watch Morgan Freeman save this dolphin, and I was trying to forget that how angry I was. So I loved watching it because it's something that I think I need as a person, and I feel like I haven't been able to have. Um, And we have had a very tumultuous year. Um, and I haven't felt the ability to leave because of a lot of the things that have happened in our life this year um, and COVID and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So I was jealous of Kate for not jealous. I, I admired Kate when she got that ultimatum after all of this huge fight. You could tell the the way that they did um Kate's makeup. Kate's makeup is usually so well done and you can tell that they made her look tired and like she'd yeah. been crying all and the night. Hair and and yeah. for her to go out and to take that hike. Yeah. And I know that you were like, meh, the hike didn't do it for me. The hike did it for me. The hike did it for me because um, there are sometimes those moments of really intense hardship in your heart and you don't want to make that choice but you, ha- you know it's the yeah. right thing for you. No, I, I loved the moment when she stands on the top of the hill and she looks out and she says, and she just makes the choice. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. While I wasn't a huge fan of like the, you know, the on the nose nature of it, of, of the, the going up the hill, uh, what I do love is that I get another moment of subtlety. Earlier, Toby says to Kate, well, we're just going to catch an Uber. And it's like, well, why? It's right over, right around the corner, right? Yeah, well, it's all uphill. And what he's doing essentially is saying, Kate, you can't do this. So we're just going to make it so that you can. And again, not wrong. Mind you, I thought, thanks. I probably would be sweaty. (laughs) So not wrong. (laughs) But this is indicative of the kind of relationships that Kate's been having. Mm -hmm. She has been reliant on other people to do the thing for her and make her feel better. And she is used to people putting her down. Think back to her relationship with uh, the uh, the abusive kid there. I, f- mm-hmm. I forget. Mark. The, Mark. Yeah, sure. Mark. Yeah. That guy, right? Buddy. Now, buddy. Now, Mark and Toby are not the same people. It's right. not the same thing, but it's indicative of it. And what that does is special in that moment. Well, also, she doesn't challenge it. Yeah. She doesn't say... You think I'm going to be sweaty or you're right. I'm in heels. Like she doesn't, it becomes you're overweight and out of shape and you can't do it. She puts that narrative to it. Yes. And, and it may or may not have been the narrative. Had he said, I don't want you sweaty. You just did your hair. Yeah. Right. And is it wrong? No. You, this is a windy city, man. You gotta. (laughs) Right. So, but in, in, in mixed in with all of that is the fact that the show doesn't treat this, doesn't treat the development of this breakup as like the worst thing ever. Yeah. It becomes a moment of freedom for both. Well, it, well, not for both, but especially for Kate, it becomes a moment of freedom and a moment of clarity for her that yes, this sucks, but it can result in a beautiful thing, right? It can, re- mm-hmm. it, there is a positive to it. it. There's just a question of, what is that positive, mm-hmm. right? Is it positive that the two are breaking up? No. 
but it is a positive that Kate can move on with her life and feel confident enough that she can move forward without being coddled by her dad or her brothers or being put down by Toby or being held back by Toby in whatever capacity. She can fulfill the life that she chooses to be happy mm-hmm. in a way that she, the way that she sees fit. I think that's fair. You got anything else for this episode? I do. I okay. just want, need like these one-liner things. Seeing Kate as a mom is so fulfilling. She's no longer alone. Yes, I would she agree. She has this beautiful purpose. Uh, these children will never see her through uh, a dimension of of obese and fat. <laughs> yep. You know, like it's just, it's a beautiful love that they have for her and that she has with them. And I'm just so thankful for it. I loved Gregory being in the song. I loved movie night with Madison. And I, I especially the, the loved, <laughs> I especially loved how, Kate talked with Madison about old Toby, remembering that Kate, Madison, and old Toby met yeah, in at the, weight, the, uh, the, the overweight or the overeating or whatever yes. it was group. Um, and that Madison really knew old Toby well. She plans, you know, the bachelorette. She did all these different little fun things. So I really, really appreciated that. Um, I loved the cake in a cuddle. You, me, uh, Paul, and Prue. Like, I loved all of that because that's so us. You know, it's just something cute and simple. And I also love San Francisco. Yes. San Francisco treat. <laughs> How sad that the sea lions weren't there the day that they were filming. Oh, that was cute. But again, Toby showing up big with the with his Bluetooth oh, headphone oh, in. Oh, oh, oh. oh I you was saying like thing? working, but yes. Yeah. But then you're right. He has those little moments. Again, not wrong, but not right. But not making Kate feel prioritized. Um, that's been a word we've used a lot in our yeah, relationship recently. So that's, that's how I took it. Um, and by the way, friends, I am on a sourdough journey <laughs> and the sourdough, the, the famous San Francisco bread company is right there around the pier from the sea lions. Yes. And I got so excited because I thought, Oh my God, are they going to go get some sourdough starter? <laughs> they did not. They did not. Alas. Um, That's all my little things. But I one other thing I really liked uh, as a one-off, Mary, mm-hmm. the shot of Kevin just throwing the life preserver at Randall the way that he does in the pool, in the teenage pool oh, okay. scene. I just thought that was a great little great little thing. I didn't like Randall gets to see mom in a bathing suit. I didn't like that weird dig. Gross. Weird. Awkward. Yeah, I would agree with that one. All right. Uh, in a row? Yes. All right, let's do it. Interrupt brought to you by jointhenerdclan.com. Make sure that you go to jointhenerdclan.com to get all the great benefits that we have there. You don't want to miss out, especially early access to all these podcast episodes. All right, Marvin, here we go. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right, uh, interrupt on the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer. That's with Matthew Broderick? No, that is not with Matthew Which Broderick. Which that one? That is the one with... Um, Oh, what the heck? <coughs> uh, Tom Hanks? No, not Tom Hanks. Hold on. No, that's the Burbs. Uh, hold on. It's with, uh, what's his name? Mike Myers and Nancy Travis. Don't remember. I'm uh, getting them all mixed up. Okay. No, don't don't worry about it. Okay. I, nevertheless, I was in on it. Okay. okay? Uh, in a route on the movie Fight Club. In. I'm in. That is just a- Actually, out. Why? Because then my students that I was RA for started to actually make a fight club <laughs> in my dorm and I had to break it up and nobody believed me. And I said, then show up to the dorm common room at 3 a.m. every morning because they're doing it. And yeah. they did some crazy stuff. 
So, uh, yes, they did. I, I remember you telling me about all of that. Yeah, that was terrible. Between having the biggest narcotics bust in my university's yeah, history and, and breaking club. up Fight Club, <laughs> I, I got my stripes as an RA. <laughs> um, yeah, HBC is in that movie. She's Banana yes. Land in that movie. Yes. And I love that movie. Just one of the few films that's perfect. All right, in or out on Tommy Boy. Out. That guy in the little coat. Out. Oh. <gasps> I'm not even going to dignify that's that fine. comment. In or out on the great British baking show. Wicked in. All the Paul and the Prue. Yes. Wicked in. Give it all to me. Yes. In or out on Bill Gates. Meh, I'm out. I, I was in on Bill Gates until I until he divorced his wife just because he wanted to bang out of chicks. Okay, that's gross. I didn't like that. Welcome I thought that to was, a lot of divorced people. That was not right. Uh, in or out on High Rise Apartments. And yet you're still okay with Brad Pitt. Um, high Rise <laughs> Apartments, I'm in. Actually, I'm out. Fire concerns. I'd be freaking out. I'm in. All I wanted for my entire life was to live in a high rise apartment in Boston. Just, I, I loved high rise apartments. Sorry. <laughs> in a route on AirPods. Out. I'm out on AirPods. Yeah. I'm in on AirPod Pro. Good. Out on AirPods. I'm out on AirPods right now because I have tinnitus thanks to my long COVID. <laughs> I used to like AirPods. And I got weird ear, ear canals. Yes, so the do. AirPods don't fit right in my ear canal. Mm-hmm. All right. In or out on trolleys. In. In on trolleys. Love, Love trolleys. Me too. And uh, in or out, speaking of that, of rice aroni. Oh my gosh. So in. <gasps> Give me the rice peel off. Oh, Any the day. rice peel oh, off. The chicken one. I'm out on the Spanish rice one. Okay. Don't like the Spanish rice. A little crunchy. Too much crunch. Too many things off. happening, but the pilaf, especially when you get a like a dollar, ten for. Oh, now you're ten. talking. Now you make. Now you're getting the, the juices flowing here. <laughs> All right, last one in or out on fantasy sports. Out. Love fantasy sports. I know you do. In on it. I have draft nights twice a year. Yeah, and then Blake gets depressed, and I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "You wouldn't get it, the fantasy guy. <laughs> My team sucks yeah, right now. He mopes all day. I do. That's true." All right, you ready for uh, the hot take? Yep. You got one? No. I do. Okay. All right. Oh, here we go. The, Philip, English yep. English badass okay. or English bad guy. Yep. He is at Miggy and Rebecca's um, party because he gets invited by Kate. Love it. And- when she invites him, he's actually the one that saves Jack-Jack from the big green oh, egg. I love it. Because Toby is spending too much time on the phone working at the potty. Love it. That is what's happening. Good hot take. Blake's oh. going to close out the show. All right. All right. Let's close out the show, shall we? Well, everybody, thank you so much. Mary uh, does have to step away. She has a hard out uh, today. At uh, She's got another meeting or whatever it is uh, going on. So uh, I'm closing the show out. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, spend the time <laughs> listening. To, if, if you know me, you know that I just I'm not a good host. I'm a good color guy. I can talk color, uh, color analyst all day. Hosting? Out. Oh, can't do hosting whatsoever. Mary's the host for a reason. Um, so go to MaryandBlake.com to check out all the great podcasts that we have going on over there, uh, including OutlanderCast. And uh, we are getting back to The Last Kingdom, hopefully relatively soon in the Potterverse. And we'll be beginning the Bridgerton with Mary and Blake, hopefully very soon as well. So that's it for now. Thank you. I'm Blake. And this is us too.